Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me John Corcoran, who is the co-founder of Rise25. He also has a podcast show called Smart Business Revolution. You can learn more about him and his company at rise25.com. That's rise25.com. John, welcome to the show. Jen, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. From one from one podcaster or podcaster strategist to another, <laughs> I feel exactly. like it, it's great to just kind of virtually grab some coffee and talk about podcasting. <laughs> it's a growing audience. It's a growing community, you know, more and more people getting into it, which is great. I love it. Yeah. Well, for people that are hearing about Rise25 for the first time, John, tell us a little bit about your company, what you do and who's it for. Sure. So um, I have kind of a strange background in that um, I started my career working in politics. I was a writer in presidential letters and messages in the Clinton wow. White House, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, and then I practiced law for many years. And about 10 years ago, believe it or not, about 2010, mm -hmm. I just kind of on a whim started interviewing my clients. And it ended up being an amazing tool for building connections, relationships, strategies, uh, referral marketing, strategic partnerships, up leveling your network, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been doing it ever since, even though I have four young kids, I'm busier than ever, but I continue <laughs> doing it because I know that it would be so much more time consuming to up level your network and do business development, all that kind of stuff, if I were to not do a podcast. And so the first six or seven years, I told everyone I met, you should start a podcast, you should start a podcast because it's an amazing tool for all these different things. Uh, I've literally been to people's weddings who I connected with through podcasting. Wow. And, uh, and then for the past three or four years, we've helped um, specifically B2B businesses to use a podcast as a business development tool and kind of help them with both the strategy and the production. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I really love um, speaking with you about this because even for me as a, as what I call myself a young, uh, an amateur podcaster, I started in summer of 2019. And for me, it started at a time where um, I just needed to build new connections. I lived a very transient life and it was hard for me to, you know, build those local connections because I kept moving. And so something about podcasting has really helped me, um, I think, be more intentional with relationship building. And because you're kind of having that go-giver mentality of, of letting people, like giving to people and making them feel seen, heard, and validated in a sense, like they just only want to return that favor um, in whatever that looks like, whether it's referrals or actually becoming a client um, or even just sharing, you know, the good work that you're doing to other people. I'm curious for you, I know you've already mentioned some of the benefits of podcasting, but what has podcasting uh, really meant for you so far in, I guess, the last decade <laughs> you've been doing yeah. this? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same experience for me. I just started with interviewing uh, other attorneys in my local community. I mm -hmm. started interviewing senior attorneys that were much senior to me. Mm -hmm. I found that they started referring business to me that was too small for them, that was plenty big for me. Yeah. Um, so it's oftentimes, even interviewing your competitors or more advanced than you is a good strategy. And then mm -hmm. I kind of increased from there. I started interviewing business owners. I started interviewing influencers, authors, speakers, you know, working my way up the ladder as you get more and more experience under your belt, you can do more of them. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is a way of deliberately growing your network because, mm -hmm. you know, whether we do anything deliberately or not, 
over the next year, our network will change and evolve. You'll drop some people, you'll add some people, mm -hmm. you meet some people. And you can either be deliberate about that or you can be reactive and you can let it happen to you. What yeah. I mean by that is your network can be people that, you know, through no deliberate intent of your own becomes your network. Like it could be mm -hmm. your neighbors, it could be people that you work with in the same office building, but not intentional. Yeah. But I'm a big believer in being intentional, like deciding. I mean, I have stacks and stacks of, of books of, of authors next to me here that I decided proactively, I want to get to know this person. And in many cases, they become referral partners or they become clients. And so I think it's a lot better to be intentional and decide how you want to grow your network in what direction you want to grow your network, what types of people you want to build a relationship with. And then yeah. use a tool like a podcast in order to deliberately reach out and build relationships with those people. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I've recently had a discussion with a friend that was really uh, impactful for me. It got me to, I won't get into the details, but it got me to really reflect. You ever hear that saying, like you are the five people you associate yourself Absolutely. with? So yeah. I, I really took um, the last couple of days to go through all the people I have. I kind of just have that I talk to in my leisure time. And I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is not serving me the way that it used to. Um, I mean, I love them. You know, I love my loved ones. Yeah. I love my friends. But just like what you said, I started to realize, and I was even telling my husband this, I was like, I need to be more intentional about networking with other business-minded folks, like like-minded people who understand the hustle and appreciate the hustle and want to give back in that kind of way through their entrepreneurial endeavors, um, rather than, you know, my friends who are, you know, good for them working a nine to five, but, you know, there's very clear differences in that. And I could either just, you know, be reactive to having those kind of relationships in my life where I could be super intentional and surround myself with people such as yourself, John, you know, who understand the business side or, or who is very business oriented. And so um, just you talking about intentional, intentional networking and building relationships got me to think about <laughs> where I'm yeah. at with my friends lately. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is that we all have dreams and our network can support us in that. Mm -hmm. um, or they can, you know, subtly or not so subtly cut us down in that and keep us back, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so maybe, maybe your dream is to go to med school. Maybe your dream is to start a business. Maybe your dream is to, you know, run for Congress or to be CEO of a major company, whatever your dream is, you know, if, if your, your circle of friends are working as a teller at a bank and in a gas station or, or whatever, you know, those are fine jobs, but they may not be the same. It's not the same type of dialogue when you're having a conversation with someone who's been there, done that, who's done what you want to do, who yeah. knows it's achievable. You know, if these knows these big dreams are absolutely possible for you, that makes a huge difference. So right. I can just say, you know, over the hundreds, thousands of interviews that I've done, some of those pivotal conversations I've had for my career and for my business over the last 10 years have, be, have come because of a podcast, mm -hmm. either in the middle of doing a podcast or after the podcast mm -hmm. or as a follow-up conversation sometime later because you build a relationship with these people. And right. so it, it just creates, a, it's an amazing tool for personal and professional development yeah. while you're also creating content and up-leveling your network. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of which, John, let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, Rise 25. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit. Uh, you primarily focus on B2B businesses. Um, tell us, give us an example of what it's like to work with a B2B business or what is it? Let me rephrase that. Tell us what it's like for a B2B business to, to work with you. 
Sure. So this came very organically. We didn't intend when we started doing a podcast um, to create a business out of it, but my business partner, he started around the same time as I. So we, between the two of us, we have about 20 years of experience. And, you know, for the first six or seven years, we told everyone like, you should start a podcast, you, you should start a podcast. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing was is everyone, we talked to people months later and they'd be like, oh yeah, I haven't done it yet. Oh yeah, I haven't done it yet. And they'd make yeah. every excuse around the book. We just got sick of hearing it because we knew how much of a game changer it was. Yeah. So finally, we built and trained a team that was supporting us. And so we just started using that team for yeah. others. And nice. so we started saying to the clients, okay, no more excuses. Our team will handle all of the production details. So you can just focus on the highest and best use of your time, which is having amazing conversations with mm -hmm. your current referral partners, with prospective referral, referral partners, with strategic partners, with influencers in your industry, with your clients, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it just kind of grew from there, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, now we work with clients that have a B2B offering of some sort. Usually they're, they're doing some kind of consulting or they have an agency or a law firm or something along those lines. And if you have an, a high level offering like that and you, you know, spend the time and the discipline because um, you're spending the time already to do business development, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. harder now in the pandemic that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. But if you spend the time to use the podcast to have, you know, 50, if you do a weekly podcast, 50 high quality conversations over the course of a year with the right people. And that's a big if, because a lot of times right. people don't do a good job of that. They start just reacting and taking like incoming solicitations, which are not a great fit. Mm -hmm. But if you, you spend the time having great conversations with the right people, you, you do it the right way, then, you know, it's going to produce tremendous ROI for you. It's going to be tremendous use of your, of your time. You know, yeah. we don't do hobby podcasts. We don't do passion projects, things like that. Mm -hmm. Those are fine. But, you know, over the years that I've do, do, been doing a podcast, I've found that a lot of people quit. Like there's a really mm -hmm. high quit rate mm -hmm. or pod fading as people pod, I was going to say, I heard, I've heard the phrase before pod fading. <laughs> exactly. So a lot, there's a lot of that or people put it on hiatus. You hear this all the time, you know, yeah. they, they haven't published a new episode in three years. They're like, it's on hiatus. Like, no, it's not. You quit. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 a lot of times the reason that people do that is because they didn't get some kind of return or results mm -hmm. or ROI from it, return on investment. And so yeah. that's what we really push people to do is get that return, get that result. And I'm not talking about running a GoDaddy ad and getting five bucks from it. I'm talking about getting like a referral or a client or something like that. If you get that and you have a high client lifetime value, then you get tremendous ROI and you'll be motivated to keep doing it. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, absolutely incredible and great to hear. You know, even for myself, uh, part of my excuse of why I didn't start podcasting years ago was just being overwhelmed, right? I overwhelmed myself in regards to like, how do I even start a podcast? You know, what's the yeah. best web hosting service? Like, what's my messaging going to be? Like, who am I going to talk to? Like, just all of that. And then when you actually implement it, especially if you're a do-it-yourself podcaster, it's a lot of work. You know, you're, whole, you're doing the interviews, you're editing it, and then you're marketing it. And, you know, and then you're doing and then again, you're trying to get new, new um, prospects to get on the show. So I could just imagine how, I mean, I know how exhausting it is to have that or to do that. And so it's great that you've already created this model where it's like, hey, we can set that all up so you can just show up and have good conversations with good people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there is a lot of paralysis analysis. Um, there's so many different pieces that go into it. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a team now of 22 that handles all these different details. And it's by necessity. I mean, yeah. I would love, and I've done this before, I've created online digital courses 
that are really scalable. You sell them like it hardly costs you anything. That's great. Like I, there's a lot of people that do that. That doesn't work in the podcasting realm. There are people that sell digital courses and, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to be a very high success rate, you know, because frankly, if you have a, a good client lifetime value, then you shouldn't be spending time on all the myriad other details. You should be maximizing your time by focusing it on the relationship with the person that you're interviewing and then getting great introductions to other people and then spending time with them. Yeah. And that was a pivotal change for me about five years ago. I was about half, you know, five years into doing a podcast and my business partner helped me with that. You know, I was uh, one year, I only put out seven episodes, even though I intended it for to be a weekly podcast mm. because I was too stuck in the weeds on it. And once I removed myself from that and I let the team take over and I focused my energy and attention just on the pieces that were most important, which was like we're doing right now, having a great conversation with a great person, mm -hmm. getting an introduction to someone else, and then having a great conversation with that person, being really clear and disciplined and focused about who are the types of people that are the right people for me and the right referrals for my podcast. Right. Once I started doing that, then that's when everything took off. And that's when it was a lot more effective. Mm, that's incredible. So for people or business owners that really want to take their uh, podcasting seriously, um, I mean, other than hiring your company, of course, what are some key things they should know to really uh, get that ROI uh, from podcasting? Well, they should uh, really. So the funny thing is, the thing we joke about is like people will spend 12 hours researching this, what microphone they should buy, right? You know, right. And, the, and what like boom arm, the, the, the gear and stuff like that. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm in some of the Facebook communities of, of uh, you know, newbie podcasters, and that's all they talk about, you know, and there, I've actually seen posts from people saying like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna. I quit my podcast because the microphone wasn't good enough. It's like, oh no, God. that's not it. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't because your audio quality wasn't good enough. That was not it. Really, it's really the strategy. It's not having the yeah. right strategy in place. So, so I really push people um, to think that through, or to use you know a company like yours or like ours or something mm -hmm. like that to have someone someone who guides them through thinking through how I'm gonna use this. Who are the right referral partners for me? Who are the right strategic yeah. partners for me? Who are the right clients for me? Who are the right people that should I have on the on this podcast? Because you know, it, you know, it, that's going to really be the thing that makes that moves the needle. And you know, and I'm talking about using it for business development purposes. I'm not talking about going out there and trying to be the next Joe Rogan or right. or Mark Maron or someone like that. You know, it's harder and harder to compete with folks like that who have a ten year head start on you. Right. You know, and also major media companies are getting into the game. And the only way that they monetize their podcasts is through downloads and subscribers and advertisers. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna try and compete on that level, it's gonna be really hard because they're throwing a lot of money at being at the top of the charts. Right. But you don't need to be at the top of the charts in order to use it as a tool for business development if you position it right. And you don't need to compete with those major media companies like NPR, CBS, ESPN that are throwing a ton of money at this game right now. Mm -hmm. So that's where I my head is at. And I think that's it's going to be a lot more savvy strategy as you go forward. 
Yeah, I appreciate you saying that because I think maybe the the biggest insecurity a lot of new podcasters have is like, oh, how many downloads do I have? Or they have, you know, how many downloads do I have yeah. per episode? And even even if people ask you, um, you know, how many downloads do you have for your show? I'm curious for the business owner that does have a podcast, how do you think they should answer that question? Because we know that that's not the most important thing, but that's often what maybe, you know, the, right. the guest of a show will ask, like, oh, how many downloads, right. how many subscribers do you have? Like, how do you, how do you respond to that? Right. My answer to that is if someone's asking you that question, you have not done a good enough job of preempting that question to begin with. Mm. And the way that you preempt that question is by positioning the show in a different way. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you're targeting financial professionals like, um, you know, like CPAs or something like that. That's who you want to have on your podcast. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can um, work your way up the ladder and start interviewing people that maybe someone who works at PricewaterhouseCoopers or someone who's a you know, financial professional at Google and someone else who's a financial pro- professional at Salesforce, another one who's at Disney. And then when you interview that fifth person, you say, hey, I'm doing a series featuring top financial professionals. So far, I've interviewed this person who works at Disney, this person at, at Google, this person at Facebook, and this person at Salesforce. Would you like to be included? Mm. And it's a completely different wow. dialogue. It's a completely yeah. different matter. Because then they're thinking like, wow, I want to be considered a top financial professional. He's asking right. if I would be part of that. Wow, that's an honor. I'd love to be part of that. And this person at Google said yes. And this person at Facebook said yes. How could I possibly say no? Right. And it works the right. same way with different niches and different fields. You work your way up. And you know, people want, they want that esteem, that notoriety. And you'd be surprised how many people will say yes mm-hmm. without asking that question about downloads. Most of the people that yeah. ask about downloads are the ones who are just trying to compete for the downloads, the ones who are competing at the top of the charts. But there are millions of people that have never been a guest on a podcast before right. that would be thrilled to do it. And right. they, they don't care, you know? But a, another thing I would say too is there are also ways that you can promote these things further. So, you know, you can tell them, look, we're going to distribute this across multiple different channels. We're going to put it on iTunes. We're going to put it on Google mm-hmm. Podcasts. We're going to, maybe we put it up on, on YouTube. Maybe we take a snippet and we put it up on our LinkedIn following. Maybe mm-hmm. we email it out to our email list. So you address that, you know, you're promoting it multiple different ways. And it's not just about downloads. The other right. point I'll make about downloads is that downloads are a big black box. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how many downloads anyone gets because about 50 to 70% of downloads come through Apple mm-hmm. and Apple doesn't disclose those numbers. They don't descri- disclose subscribers or download numbers and download numbers are also really inaccurate. So for mm-hmm. example, if you have a MacBook computer and you have an iPhone and you have an Apple watch, one, subscri- one subscription could get downloaded three different times and count as three different downloads. Wow. And, and because it's a big black box, the funny thing is if you go on, on, on LinkedIn right now and you search for top 100 podcasts, mm-hmm. I swear you get like 10,000 results because <laughs> people claim that they have a top 100 podcast. So yeah. it, 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 without, there's no like third party validation out there. So, yeah. so the thing is, is like people don't really, they don't really know. And also if you don't even play that game, but you position yourself the right way, then you won't even, you'll preempt that question even being asked. Yeah. 
Uh, I really appreciate you covering that, John, because yeah, I think that's the number one hangup uh, or maybe insecurity that a lot of podcasters may have. Um, and so I think that helps debunk, <laughs> you know, even worth asking that question. It's like setting it up ahead of time so that that question doesn't need to be asked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, John, before we, uh, before I, uh, switch gears here, I just want to know, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about rise 25? Um, I mean, not specifically about rise 25, but I would say is if you're considering starting a podcast or you're considering interviewing people, you know, Mm -hmm. taking the time to interview people, first of all, if you do it right, it doesn't take extra time. It actually saves you time Mm -hmm. because you're already doing business development right? Of some sort. Most people are, if you're, mm-hmm. especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, that sort of thing. So this is a, if you integrate it into the business development you're doing already, this will get you access to higher caliber people. And it's rare that you're doing something that is simultaneously business development, pr- personal professional development, mm-hmm. uh, referral marketing, up-leveling your network and content creation all at the same time. It's mm-hmm. many different things at once. And because it gets you higher access to higher caliber people and you're delivering value to them, it is just such a savvy and smart use of your time. So I would yeah. just say, if you're considering doing this, it's a really wise decision. And I would even go so far as to say that until you, you get started doing a podcast, you're wasting a lot of time. Frankly, you are, wasting, <laughs> you are spending more time than you need to. Mm-hmm. I spend less time than you do than someone who doesn't have a podcast because I get access, because I get more better referrals because it's easier for people to refer to me. Right. And I get access to higher caliber people faster than you would. Yeah. So frankly, until you start a podcast, you are you know, spinning your wheels and spending a lot of time on things that you wouldn't need to otherwise. Yeah. It's like you're working harder than you need to. From, from what yes, you're telling me. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. To <laughs> yes, summarize well it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, John. Yeah, thank um, you. That, yeah, was a, that was a succinct way of saying what I said in too many words. <laughs> hey, no, that's okay. I mean, you're, that's my job is to rephrase what you say um, and make sure that even I understood right. it. And, that, and you're like, oh yeah, I should have said it that way. And I would have saved myself like three minutes of describing. No, no, exactly. uh, no problem. Exactly. Well, you know, John, obviously you have been in business for a, a very long time and you've been in the podcasting space for a very long time compared to, you know, most people, even, even myself, as I call myself an amateur a podcaster. Uh, before we go, I do want to ask you one more question. Um, what's your secret? You know, other than everything you already shared, is there any other secret you want to share with us um, to be sustainable in business? Oh, man. Uh, having a great spouse is wonderful. So I have a wonderful <laughs> wife who helps support me, there you uh, go. four young kids and it's craziness in our house. And so, you know, I couldn't do it without her for sure. Love um, so that's a big one. I've, I mean, having a great business partner makes a big difference too. a partner and, mm-hmm. you know, partner in life and in business. So my business partner, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, um, I learn from him all the time. I've mm-hmm. been doing it as you said, for 10 years, but I'm still learning every single day. I'm constantly a student trying to get Love better, yeah. you know? And so I, I learn from him all the time. So that, so that helps tremendously. And then just, you know, being disciplined and always trying to improve, I think is important. It's, it's important yeah. in anything you do. Right. But, you know, but especially in podcasting, it's a long game. I don't, I, mm. I tell people all the time, like, you know, we've had people come to us and like, can, can I do a podcast? I'd like to work on it for a month, try it for a month. I'm like, no, no. Like you should not even think about doing this unless you're thinking about at least a six month or 12 month horizon. Mm. And even then, I mean, there's a reason why I keep on doing it because I know if I were to quit, it would, everything would be so much more time consuming. So yeah. I, I want 
you know, people who are going to do this and they're going to do it for years to come because they know that you never want to stop building relationships. You never want to stop delivering value to people in your network. You never want to stop mm. intentionally growing your network and meeting new people until maybe retirement. That's fine. But even in retirement, I think probably keep on <laughs> doing it. So uh, anyways, that, that's what I would say to people. Yeah, uh, John, I love that so much. Uh, I think ultimately we're just really promoting um, better relationships, you know, and, and just really helping out one another um, in the best way possible. So uh, all beautifully said, um, John, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our show here today at The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is John Corcoran, who is the co-founder of Rise25. You can learn more about him and his company at Rise25. That's rise25.com. He also has a podcast show that you can listen to called Smart Business Revolution. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.